0: Right hash, 37 yards to win it. Snap, set, Sloman's kick is up. His kick hits the upright and goes through. Yes, it's yes, good! yes, 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 great job, Sloman. Big shot for Sloman. And the 2020 AFC South champions reside in the 6-1 What the hell is this? This is the Stone on Air radio show. What would
1: you say you do here?
2: I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing.
0: I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7.
2: Well, hello, everybody. Happy freaking New Year. It is January 4th, 2021, by my estimation. How in the hell are you? My name is Brian Stone. This is another edition of the Pod Simulcast on Nougat Radio 92.7. Yes, I am not in studio today. I will explain more on that here shortly. This is Nougat Radio 92.7. My name is Brian Stone, and this is the Stone On Air radio show and podcast. All right, so let's see. Let's just get right down to it, right? Let's not screw around. Here's what happened, and I will talk more about it towards the middle of the week, possibly, depending on how it all unfolds. But, yes, I have um, been tested for COVID-19 as of yesterday, January 3rd, at noon. And I will not get my results back until, I would say, at a very minimum, of a little bit later on today. Very well could be tomorrow, and uh, the uh, the maximum amount of time, they said it usually would be is 72 hours at the most, but they did say majority people who get their testing get it back within uh, 24 hours. So hopefully I'll get those tests back. It'll be po- or negative, hopefully, and then I'll be back in studio with you, and me and Keon will do the day after show, after the uh, runoffs in Georgia on Tuesday, but... I have enough, uh, well, I guess as they call it, contact tracing to believe that I am likely going to test positive. I don't know that clearly. That's the what we're waiting on, the results. But my my belief is that I probably will. And once that happens, then I'll cross that bridge at that point between how I do and don't handle things as far as work, which, I mean, it's it's not much to figure out. I won't be there. I won't be at the radio station. I won't be at the day job. I'll follow the procedures, the protocols, whatever they are. I can't remember. Is it 10 days? Is it 14 days? I, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll follow whatever guidelines I am given and um, go from there. But at this point, I don't have a test back. So I um will just play it by ear at this point. I feel very good. This is Sunday uh, night around 930 or so. The day before this airs on new Radio 92.7 and available at any time. By downloading the Stone on Air podcast at any time, like, share, review, all those kinds of things. So that's where we're at right about now. So the only thing I will say quickly is that I did have symptoms, many, many, many of the symptoms on around New Year's Day, and um, the contact tracing, as I mentioned before, and uh, I did feel pretty, pretty awful actually. But I feel very good now. So I can, I can boldly and proudly say. That very likely right now I am the only person in Chattanooga, Tennessee on the radio with a drink in their hand who is also potentially positive for COVID. (laughs) I am the only broadcaster in the city who is drinking (laughs) and positively COVID infected at the same time on the air right now. On Newgar Radio ninety two point seven. It's just a sip and drink at the end of the night. Come on, y'all, calm down, calm, 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 calm down. All right, so real quick, I've got a ton, 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 ton of audio for you today. I've been collecting a bunch over. Well, that's what I always do, but certainly a lot over the uh, the holiday break, and uh, haven't done much other than the uh, the the twenty twenty look back show. Speaking of real quick, though, I got to mention this. Uh, meet the new year, same as the old year, right? <laughs> Happy New Year. You've got COVID, Brian. Um really at the end of the day we do need to be aware and make sure we don't get too carried away in the uh in the fantasy land that is the flipping of a calendar somehow means anything. Time, calendars, months, days, those are all simply just social constructs, right? They're just they're invented and man-made, made up. It doesn't mean much of anything, especially in the middle of a pandemic. So no, nothing's better now than it was three or four days ago, and um, and then now having to be stuck in home, like, for real, like I've done quarantine like everybody else, but stuck at home for real has uh, been a very unwelcoming way to ring in the new year. So lots to get to here on the pod simulcast, as I'm calling it here on Nuke Radio 92.7. In the third segment of the show, Trump is now resorting to borderline blackmail recordings of a phone call Between him and lawyers and the Secretary of State of Georgia were released over the weekend. I'll have some audio from that. And in the second segment of the show, the stimulus money has finally arrived. We're all going to make it. We're all going to be okay. Or not so much. Audio from others and my thoughts on that in the middle segment. But first of all, this is just about two hours ago now, so I'm still pretty high on this. The Titans, they are the AFC champions. Finally, for the first time since 2008, in a wild and crazy game. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my, calm down, calm down. So much fun, such a wild game. The final two plays of the game, the Titans are down 18, or the Titans are tied with 18 seconds left to go. They get the ball on the other side of the field. You think, okay, we're going to overtime. No, we're not going to overtime. A bomb down the field sets up the game winning field goal.
0: Texans set to rush four. He drops. Tannehill looks. He throws deep downfield. Going for A.J. Brown. He's got it! A.J. Brown makes the catch. Yes! Inside yes! The 25. Time out. Tennessee.
2: Such an awesome uh, scream there. Yes! Audio courtesy of 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, the uh, flagship of Titans Radio. And this was the game, the game winner, the kick, the bank shot that not only wins the game, but also wins the division for the Tennessee Titans.
0: Right hash, 37 yards to win it. Snap, set, Sloman's kick is up. His kick hits the upright and goes through. Yes, 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 great job, Sloman. Big shot for Sloman. And the 2020 AFC South champions reside in the 6-1
2: Five. Oh, it was so, so much fun, so exciting, and so gut-wrenching. We knew we were going to be in the playoffs either way, but I'm telling you, there is something about winning a division, and this is something about being a baseball fan where this comes from, because for so long, winning, being number one, being first place, was all that mattered in, in baseball for 75 years. Like, second place was just the first loser. Now, I don't think that's a, a, a very sustainable way to have your uh, your league operate into modern times. So having wild cards and those kinds of things make the league more exciting. NFL, NBA, NHL, they let half the damn, you know, they let all these wild cards and non-winners into the playoffs. That banner flies forever. That flag flies forever. That accomplishment flies forever hanging in the rafters of your building, and it means something. It's not just making the playoffs, which is always fun and you always want to do, winning a title any kind of title is a very, very worthwhile accomplishment and worth celebrating. This is Nuga Radio 92.7, the Stone On Air pod simulcast as I am waiting on my COVID test to come back early this week to see uh, where when I'll be back in studio. But for now, recording from the comforts of my home here at the center of the universe in Eastridge, Tennessee. And, of course, I wasn't going to put all the time into making this and not also make it available for a – downloadable podcast as well. Let's see. I don't have a lot as far as information going on today because of the nature of it not being live. So let's just jump to the audio clips I have here. I've got three pieces for you. It is the most civil thing, then the coolest thing, and then the worst idea. Just getting us started with uh, just an audio vault kind of Monday, the first show of 2020. Twenty-one. What am I going to do first? The most civil thing. This was 20 years ago, almost to the exact day when Congress made its final vote to solidify the Electoral College win of George W. Bush.
3: The whole number of the electors appointed to vote for president of the United States is 538, of which a majority is 270. George W. Bush of the state of Texas has received for president of the United States 271 votes. Al Gore of the state of Tennessee has received 266 votes. This announcement of the state of the vote by the president of the Senate shall be deemed a sufficient declaration of the persons elected president and vice president of the United States, each for the term beginning on the 20th day of January 2001 and shall be entered together with a list of the votes on the journals of the Senate and the House of Representatives. May God bless our new president, and our new vice president, and may God bless the United States of America.
2: So that was the then Vice President Al Gore making the official statement, announcing the final vote of Congress certifying, if you will, the Electoral College victory for George W. Bush 20 years ago, almost to the exact day. It's Nougar Radio 92.7 in the pod, simulcast of the Stone On Air radio show. Today's coolest thing um this is just some silly thing i found on tiktok it is the year 2020 being interviewed post-game meaning after the ball dropped again just a little spoofy silly thing on nougat radio 92.7
4: as soon as the ball dropped we could see you get emotional can you describe what you're feeling right now man just um overwhelmed surreal uh, I mean, this year was tough we knew it was going to be tough it was it was one of the hardest years yet we knew it was going to have to be a full 365 uh 12 months 365 we knew that but uh you know we stayed the course we we we, we came out on top we made it and uh nobody could take that away from us we survived 2020. You've done what many thought wasn't possible in a year that's been so difficult. How'd you make it out of 2020? Man, you know, just, um, just staying positive. We've got to stay positive with that mindset. I mean, we're, we're a resilient bunch. We're a resilient group. We've had challenges before, and this year was no different. And we came out on top. And we'll always be able to say that. Nobody could take it away from us. We came out on top, and we're on to 2021.
2: Running short on the oh, the first segment of 2021 of the Stone on Air Radio Show, it is another pod a simulcast on Nougat Radio 92.7. The final piece of audio for this segment I have for you is today's worst idea. I don't know who this person is. Another silliness uh, coming from TikTok. This is from a real person running for Senate in Georgia, the runoff. She's a real person. She's not a robot. It is Kelly Leffler.
5: Hey, Georgia, just doing hot farm girl stuff. You know, as an actual human woman who's definitely gone through person hardships, I want to finally <laughs> do what's right, which is why under the direction of my, my president, I support the $2,000 stimulus. Sure, I've called stimulus spending wasteful in the past, but who wants to live in the past? $2,000 in your pocket today could mean essentials like a new handbag or an exotic pet. In these hard times, we're all trying to make ends meet. Some of us can barely pay for our Roaring Twenties New Year's Eve Gala. I myself have benefited from a measly $3 million bailout, so I know every bit helps. Some may say, but that's socialism. We say not when the GOP does it. So let's get out there and vote Georgia. Let's show them who we really are R
2: <laughs> The video helps it just a little bit. you don't need it, but it does help a little bit. That is a real person, not a robot. Kelly Leffler running for the Senate seat in Georgia of course that goes down tomorrow the runoff. I hope to be here with you live on Wednesday to have the day after show. Not sure if that'll be possible. My name is Brian Stone. This is new Radio 92.7. It is the pod simulcast, the first show of the year. And yes, I had a COVID test over the weekend, had uh, some symptoms right around New Year's Day and just going to kind of wait it out. So I'm recording these at home the night before. So I don't know what the for- weather forecast is right now. I'm not looking at it. I haven't seen the latest headline going on uh, around the world right now, but uh Titans are AFC South champions, and I am as excited as I could be about that. Coming up next, the money has hit the bank. The stimulus money has hit our accounts, or at least some of ours. But how many of us actually need it? How many of us are going to spend it? And how many might just put it in savings and move along? You will hear from several prominent names from politics and otherwise and my commentary on it as well. This is Nouga Radio 92.7, the Stone On Air radio show podcast simulcast. Stone On Air
0: on Nuga Radio 92.7. What? Yo, I get I shouldn't call, but I'm in a situation over here, and I need my money. I just gave you $600.
1: Yeah, and thanks, Daddy Warbucks, but that was before my housing situation went completely testicular on me, Okay?
0: You smoked the entire $600, didn't you? What? No. Yes. No. Look, Jesse, your problems are just that. Your problems. No contact. Do not call here, ever. When the moment is right, I will call you. Mr.
1: White, you're not listening. No, no, to Kick me out of my house.
5: Made. Folks working hard for shrinking pay, 21st century USA.
2: Folks working hard for shrinking pay in 21st century USA. To drive by truckers, welcome back in to the what is today a pod simulcast, the Stone on Air radio show on Nougat Radio ninety two point seven. My name is Brian Stone. Thank you for finding the show. Thank you for being a part of uh, the coolest morning of radio you're going to find in the city of Chattanooga. Jeff Styles from seven until ten. I'm with you Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays from ten until eleven. Keon Rose will be here with you from eleven until noon, recapping an incredible, incredible Titans game yesterday afternoon. Won the AFC South. Couldn't be more excited and happy about that. Why is this a pod simulcast today? Well, I had symptoms over the New Year holiday of COVID-19, so I went and got a test on Sunday around noon. And I'll know the results of that hopefully by the end of today. If not, maybe by tomorrow. They said at the latest three days. So we'll just play this by ear, day by day. So I've recorded this show you're listening to right now on this fine radio station, Nuga Radio 92.7, on Sunday evening. Going to take a look at this segment at... The stimulus money, the uh, latest bill that was, as per usual, just done so bizarrely, oddly weird, eventually signed right before uh, the new year hit. I got my money on the 4th, I believe, no, today's the 4th. I think it was, uh, maybe it's on the 2nd, Friday, Saturday, whenever the hell it was. I've got it in my account now, and I've talked more than a few times that I wish that there was a way we could somehow... Uh, allocate this money d- differently, um, more effectively. I'll get to that in a minute. First of all, though, I had to do, it was so f- awesome to remember and find a, uh, a pop culture reference as a $600 from um, uh, uh, Breaking Bad because often I'm using Seinfeld and Family Guide, and much old stuff, so just real quick. Yo,
0: I get I shouldn't call, but I'm in a situation over here, and I need my money. I just gave you $600.
2: And, of course, Jesse's always getting uh, screwed over by somebody, and uh, if you're familiar with the show, then you know. And one more.
1: Yeah, and thanks, Daddy Warbucks, but that was before my housing situation went completely testicular on me, okay? (laughs)
2: Little uh, Daddy Warbucks. I was like, who is that? Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, the businessman that takes... A little orphan Annie under his wing and uh, takes care of her. So Anyway, there's that. I've got a handful of pieces of audio from uh, several politicians, all politicians as a matter of fact, from different viewing points of this situation and some highlighted p- from um, the New York Times that I'm going to get to here, uh, try to fit it all in here in the middle segment on nuclear Radio 92.7. But I, I didn't need this money, this $600. I am so glad to have it. I will take it every single time you want to hand it to me, and I will do it unapologetically and shamelessly, all right? But I don't need it, and I really didn't need the $1,200 back in March. Now, it did hit me because I did lose employment in March, and not that I need to feel like I need to justify taking these, um, these stimulus relief dollars. I, I don't have to... I don't have to uh, justify it because this is just how this works. I'm under the qualifications, but I do like to think you'll know, make myself justification that at that time I was losing about, eh, about six hundred dollars a month, eight hundred, maybe more like eight hundred dollars a month after after taxes. And so that twelve hundred right then, boom you know covered me for a couple of months and then I was able to adjust and it was you know all good everything worked out all right in the end now I've got this gig I'm happy to be here all of that but I didn't really need it and this go around while I'm I'm short on cash it's not like I'm over here Scrooge Scrooge McDuck swimming in my uh in my 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 vault of gold coins I I'm not I'm not in real bad Dire straits, right? I'm not really struggling. I'm just uh, a little strapped, but I'm always a little strapped. I'm used to that, and I know a lot of people who are so far worse off that could use more money in in uh, unemployment benefits. If we could get back to that six hundred dollars instead of the three hundred, that was changing people's lives earlier this year. This year, the Cares Act did so many good things, and of course. When people started realizing, when I say people, I mean primarily Republicans, started to realize, hey, look, people are getting too much money. We need to get rid of this. When in reality, the worst of all these closings and lockdowns and shutdowns has not even come close to hitting the the ones that it's going to hit the hardest and need the benefits of the CARES Act and the uh, the latest stimulus. And we don't need to just give blindly money to people who don't necessarily need it. Now, I don't know how you evaluate who does and doesn't, quote, need it. I just wish there was a better way. Um, Bernie Sanders is the first piece of audio we will hear from in this segment. You'll hear from Rand Paul, Josh Haley, Senator from Missouri, and Mitch McConnell all coming up on the pod simulcast on Nougat Radio 92.7. Happy Monday to you, though there's no such thing, and happy new year. Socialism for the rich. The GOP seems to be all about that. You want to talk about socialism for the rich?
1: It is not the bill that puts $2,000 into working-class hands all over this country. That ain't socialism for the rich. This is socialism for the rich. Here is Jeff Bezos' company, Amazon, and they received a tax rebate. They paid nothing in 2018 in federal taxes, but it's not just Amazon. Delta Airlines also paid nothing in federal taxes in 2018, and yet they received $187 million dollar rebates from that particular bill chevron helping to destroy our planet with their carbon emissions 181 million dollars in a rebate that my friends is what socialism for the rich is about
2: old uncle uh, bernie never never wavers. always has the same message And he is not wrong. We always have money for banks and tanks. We always have money for war and corporations. We always have money for fossil fuel industries. We always have money for big conglomerates and corporations. But we always have such a hard time finding money for the poor and struggling of this supposed great country that we live in. Rand Paul, I'll give him this. He also never wavers. He's against overspending. By all accounts, seems to be a real lifelong fiscal conservative. And I just thought this goes along well with a lot of the audio I've been playing over the last few weeks of putting in perspective what a billion is.
6: How big is a billion? Well, a billion seconds ago was 1988 and Reagan was president. A billion minutes ago, Jesus walked the shore of the Sea of Galilee. A billion hours ago, men still lived in caves, but a billion dollars ago was just 80 minutes ago. A billion dollars ago at the rate Congress spends money was just 80 minutes ago. All of this should be setting off alarm bells. But the only alarm bells in Congress are sounding the alarm for more spending and more debt. No cuts, no offsets, no pay-fors, no prioritization. Just print it up. Print up more money and give it out to everybody because it's free money. Come and get yours. Well, the getting's good, but it leads to a mountain of debt. Spend all this money and leave the future to figure itself out.
2: It's not free money, first of all. It is all taxpayer money. So in a sense, in all reality, it is our money just in some kind of bonded and mortgaged and borrowed kind of way but it is not free money. Uh, This guy's name is Josh Hawley. He is a senator, U.S. senator from Missouri, and he's one of the ones that's made a lot of noise and going to object to the final electoral electoral college vote next week or earlier on Wednesday. He's one of the loudest in this, but then he's also sounds like, at first I thought he was a Democrat. He talks about why we can't even get a vote on the stimulus of $2,000.
4: I can't for the life of me figure out why it is so difficult to get a vote on the bills that Senator Sanders has just referenced, when by my count, the President of the United States, the Speaker of the House, a large majority of the House of Representatives, and I think a super majority of this body are all in favor, all in favor of $2,000 COVID relief payments to working Americans.
2: So this guy is working the room really, really well. He's gonna oppose the election results, but also fight for your $2,000. He's finding that uh, middle guy and gal, and it might long-term work out for him. And if he answers, asks the rhetorical question, then answers it, how did we get to the $2,000 number?
4: Now we've had some back and forth on the floor today about how we got to the level of $2,000. We all know how we got to that level. The President of the United States said that's the level he supported. The number originates with him. This is the number that he has asked for, and the House adopted it. And a majority of senators have said already publicly that they support it. And yet we can't seem to even get a vote on it. We can't even seem to have debate on it. I mean, with all due respect, this doesn't seem to me to be a Republicans versus Democrats issue. This seems to be the Senate versus the United States of America.
2: His name is Josh Hawley, senator out of Missouri, is 41 years old. I would say keep a lookout for him in the next two to four to six to eight years as somebody who might be uh, poking around the corner, taking a look at the presidential climate and, landscape, and to see if it's not something he would be uh, suitable for. I, I would not be surprised at that at all. This is more from Senator Haley on NUGA Radio. 92.7 is the Stone On Air radio show pod simulcast.
4: And I just don't understand it. And I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that the American people don't understand it either. I mean, here we are in the throes of the worst pandemic in a century that working people have borne the brunt of. And all that we're asking is that those working people be first in line for relief and that they be given meaningful relief that is only approximately commensurate with the hardships that they and their families have borne.
2: And don't forget, this is one of the guys allowed us about opposing the electoral college vote of the uh, the finalization of Joe Biden to be our next president come Wednesday. Last one from Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri. He says we can't afford this. People say we can't afford to give a $2,000 stimulus to the American people.
4: Now, I hear a lot of talk about how we can't afford it. I do notice, however, that we seem to be able to afford all kinds of other stuff, We can afford to send lots of money to other governments. We can afford to send all kinds of tax breaks and bailouts to big corporations. We can afford to spend enormous sums of money on pork. Hundreds of billions of dollars in that last bill on pork. Hundreds of billions. But we can't seem to find the money for relief for working people that the President and the House and the Senate all support. And yet we can't seem to get onto the floor.
2: We always have money for banks and tanks. We always have money for war and corporations. Final one here from Mitch McConnell. Yeah, one of the biggest bleep holes in the uh, world. But in this instance, he's not wrong.
4: Republicans have a diversity of views about the wisdom of borrowing hundreds of billions more to send out more non-targeted money, including to many households that have suffered no loss of income during the crisis. COVID-19 has not affected all households equally, not even close. It's hardly clear that the federal government's top priority should be sending thousands of dollars to, for example, a childless couple making well into six figures who've been comfortably teleworking all year. Our duty is to help get help to the people who actually need help.
2: And that's what I was saying before. It didn't affect everybody the same, so we shouldn't all get the same amount of money. I wish there was a better way to uh, appropriate these this stimulus in different ways through unemployment benefits, through uh, moratoriums on uh, uh, evictions and foreclosures, and money that is uh, forgiven for you know PPP and all those different kinds of things. I, I'm not smart enough to be able to tell you what. How we should do it But the, the New York Times piece That I'm not going to get to The headline is Most Americans are expected to save Not spend the $600 check and goes on and on To give many anecdotal uh, uh, examples Which I won't get into now As I'm out of time here On Nuga Radio 92.7 It is a stone-on-air radio show Pod simulcast I tested uh, I got tested for COVID-19 on Sunday So I'm waiting on those results And I am just hanging out at the house now recording today's show uh, the night before, and we'll see how it goes from there. The Georgia runoff for Senate, both Senate seats is tomorrow. I hope to be in here live with you for the day after fallout on Wednesday, but I can't promise you that I will. My name is Brian Stone. I'm going to step aside for the last break of this show and talk about Trump. Is is he borderline blackmailing the Secretary of State of Georgia over the election? It kind of sounds that way. I'll play some audio and wrap up the show coming up next
1: 21st century USA you're listening
0: to the Stone On Air radio show on Nougat Radio 92.7
1: top five New Year's resolutions let's go coming in at number five we got stop gambling coming in at number four we got never give up coming in at number three we got making better relationships with your family Coming in at number 2 we got Stop Smoking And coming in number 1 We got Lose that Weight And Get Into Shape The uh, long December And there's reason To believe Maybe
6: this year will be Better than the last
2: There's a little bit of reason to believe that But not a ton of reason
6: I can't remember
0: The last thing Happy New
2: Year. Welcome to the new year. Same as the old year. In some ways, worse than the old year. Not really. Kind of, sort of. Happy Monday, though there's no such thing. It is Anuga Radio 92.7, the pod simulcast, Stone On Air radio show. My name is Brian Stone. I am quarantined at the house. Came down with some... um, very specific symptoms of COVID-19 over the weekend on New Year's Day and have some contact tracing that leads me to believe that a COVID test that I took yesterday at noon, Sunday at noon, might be positive, which isn't, you know, the worst thing ever. I just ride it out, quarantine out, and then I know that I've, I've, you know, that that too shall have passed. Um But until I get the results, I'm going to stay at home, so I'm recording this Sunday night and doing it as a podcast as well. So if you want to hear the whole thing again, you can download it. Stone on Air, all one word, is how you find the show, the regular podcast. Or if you uh, only caught portions of it, that kind of thing, you can do that right now or anytime at your leisure. The opening there um, from that rejoin is just some silly nonsense once again. From TikTok, just this weird kid. I can't tell if he's a, a child. It's it's. I think it's an adult. He's not a he's not a little person. Vertically challenged, as they say. I'm not sure what the right way you're supposed to put it is, but it, it, humor is the goal. And I figured I'd throw that uh, on the front end there. Uh, let's see. Um, Hemp House has been a big reason as to why I've been able to do this foolishness, sometimes seriousness, sometimes nonsense, sometimes very uh, very calculated and, and uh, focused radio show and podcast. It just depends on the day and which way the wind is blowing. And I want to thank Dwayne and Casey. Wish them a very happy new year in 2021. The Hemp Pals, they have three locations in uh, Chattanooga. They've got North Chattanooga taken care of over on Tremont Street over by the, uh, almost said Bilo. I, I keep doing this here recently. Red Food Store. No, I mean uh, Food City out in Ottawa and then right down the street from the radio station in the center of the universe on Ringgold Road. They got tinctures, bombs, all the CBD products you'll need. They got pet CBD products as well, uh, edibles, the whole deal. They'll do curbside service they'll um they'll deliver as well hemp House Chat with 2t's.com 771 hemp 771 h e m p dial that out spell it out on your phone and uh they're here to educate you and take care of you and help you out and uh that's it they're not they're not salesmen they want you to buy their products they're entrepreneurs that's what they're uh, the ultimate bottom line goal is, but they're also here to educate and help you understand the world of CBD pioneers in the city of Chattanooga for CBD products. All right, so on the way out here, <laughs> it's just so much fun with audio. I've been, st- I've been at home for four days straight. Four days straight. I feel fine today. Everything's, I, I mean, I am, whatever sickness I had is gone. And um, I, so I've just, I've got nothing but time to kill. I've got internet and television and my cat and myself. <laughs> There's nothing else to do except for just kill time through entertainment a- outlets and I'm just keep stumbling on great audio and I've been uh, playing a bunch of it all day long and uh, or all hour long I should say. And so the final one I have here, the final five cuts is from a phone call that was released by uh, or recorded and released by the Secretary of State from Georgia. I don't know any of these people's names. It's his, it's a couple lawyers, it's Trump and it's the Secretary of State of Georgia. And it is if nothing else at least tone, like borderlining on blackmail phone call, and uh, it was an hour-long worth of a phone call that I didn't have time to get through much of it. I mean, I might have a lot of time, but I don't have enough time to cut up a hour-long phone call with the Secretary of State of Georgia and Don Trump, so I just found some uh, snidbits and put together five cuts here, and is anything illegal happening here or anything? No, no, but it's... It gets damn borderline close, and it is just typical, typical classic Don Trump. We'll wrap up today's Stone on Air radio show, the pod simulcast on Nuger Radio 92.7. It starts right off the bat. Trump is uh, the, the blackmail starts pretty early, at least the tone of blackmail. You shouldn't be letting this happen, and they're shredding ballots, says Don Trump.
1: You should want to have an accurate election, and you're a Republican.
2: We believe, but we do have an accurate election. No, I
1: no, you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have, you don't have, not even close. You got, you're up by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding <laughs> ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard, And they are removing machinery uh, Um, as
2: fast as they
1: can, both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know I mean? I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So
2: he's saying, basically, you are letting criminal behavior happen, and this will be on you when it is all exposed. He didn't say exactly those words, but he came close. And then there's something about the uh, Dominion Voter County Machines that he talks about being tampered with, and maybe parts of it have been uh, have been switched out. With the, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He continues talking about Fulton County shredding ballots, and then the domin the Dominion voting counting machine. This is new Radio ninety two point seven in the pod simulcast Stone on Air a radio show.
1: Now, do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is, and also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that?
2: Um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County? We're having well, but
1: a, no, but election. but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure,
5: Brian?
2: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Have they taken parts out and put different parts in? No. Are you sure? Yes. I don't even understand what the hell the question was. And he continues to use terminology that I hate in everyday life, that I constantly get onto people. The, I heard, rumor says, they said, I don't want to know what you heard. I don't care about the rumor. I don't care what they said. I want to know what the facts are. I want to know what the truth is is trump continues uh, and he says he just needs this is all i need i need you to find 11,780 votes
1: so look all i want to do is this i just want to find 11,780 votes which is one more than we have because we won the state so so tell me Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it, and you can reexamine it, but but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find
2: uh, In other words, yes men that are going to tell you what you want to hear, what you want to know, and the information you want to find. More of that borderline blackmail tone Uh, This is not fair. First of all, nothing's fair. Bleep, I'll get over it. But this is going to be very costly with the tone in his voice implying that when the bleep hits the fan, this is going to be on you just as much, if, if not more, than anybody else. And I have two more for you here real quick as we wrap up the show today. It is the Secretary of State of Georgia and his lawyers on with Don Trump and I believe a lawyer or two of his as well. And the secretary and his lawyer says that they believe that their numbers regarding the election are in fact correct.
1: You have people that submit information and we have our people that submit information and then it comes before the court and the court then has to make a determination We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Well, under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow. Because you have a big election election coming up,
2: such a child, such a child. But there's that's the that's the you know the microcosm of the entire country. Adult children everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. I can't have my guns when I want. I'm mad. I don't get what I want. It's not fair. Uh, final one here. What uh, this is more whining, more boo boohooing from Don Trump on a recorded phone call with the Secretary of State from Georgia just over the uh, past weekend
1: and because of what you've done to the president you know the people of of, uh, georgia know that this was a scam and because of what you've done to the president a lot of people aren't going out to vote and a lot of republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president okay they hate it and they're going to vote and if you would be respected if really respected if this thing could be straightened out Before the election. You have a big election coming up on Tuesday.
2: Yes, there is a big election coming up on Tuesday. That would be tomorrow. My name is Brian Stone. This has been a pod simulcast of the Stone on Air radio show on Nuga Radio 92.7. I will uh, be with you here on Wednesday in some form or fashion. I would like to tell you. I can't tell you for sure exactly how it's going to be. I had a COVID test yesterday. Had some symptoms over the weekend. And uh, I feel fine now recording the show live from home. So it's not exactly live. It was recorded about 12 hours ago. So if there's anything breaking I missed, I apologize. Keon Rose coming up next. He'll take a look at a weekend, the final weekend of NFL football. And the Tennessee Titans are the AFC champions of the Southern Division. And I am excited as I could be about that. Y'all have a great rest of the day. Happy Monday, though there's no such thing. Talk soon. See you later. Bye. I should
0: more stone on air that's exactly what i wanted
3: to hear on air.com. whether or not you have a confirmed case of COVID 19 or just the symptoms the guidance is the same because the virus is spreading widely in the community if you have symptoms including fever difficulty breathing and cough assume you have the virus so first make sure you are hydrating resting and taking medication to reduce your fever if you live with people, separate yourself as much as possible by staying in a different room or using a different bathroom. Don't leave your home except to get medical care or other essentials like groceries. If you have to travel, don't use public transportation, ride shares or taxis, and wear a face mask while you are sick to prevent transmission to others. And absolutely keep practicing essential prevention hygiene. Remember, most important when you're sick is to stay home and avoid contact with others to keep the virus from spreading.
2: Welcome into the podcast only segment. It is Bad Religion and Infected. Just do this for a few minutes. Appreciate you guys and gals here with me for the midweek download destination for thousands in the city of Chattanooga. This is the first podcast of the year, a mashup with. The radio show because of my very possible COVID-19 positive uh, test that I will get back in the next uh, who knows when, uh, day and a half or less, and um, I'll talk about this some on the radio show that I'll also put as a podcast later, so some of this might be repeated. I'm I'm not going to sit here at home and record this stuff and then not also make it for downloadable consumption as well because... That would be a waste of time, I I do believe. So here's what happened. I'll give you a quick uh, rundown. Uh, It was New Year's Eve. I was at my day job for the final day of the year, and we wrapped things up quick and knock it out. And I only was there for a couple hours, and I, I wasn't feeling that great. But I don't feel that great like almost every day. I mean, I don't know if that's an indictment on my crappy lifestyle or what, but it takes me a little while into the day before I decide whether I feel good today or not. Um, my drinking habits obviously have a lot to do with that. I experience delayed hangovers a lot of the time when I'm doing excessive drinking on the weekend. Sometimes I'll wake up on a Sunday morning at you know, 10, 9.30, 11.30, 10.30, whatever it is in the morning, and I'll think, oh, man, I feel great. And Then like four hours later, I start to feel like crap. And then like seven hours later, I'll feel like the worst ever. So you never can be too sure, and uh, I start to realize though I'm getting a little achy feeling on that Thursday. So I get home around three thirty, four o'clock, and I, you know, I make some soup or whatever. And I, it's New Year's Eve, worst New Year's Eve ever. I'm just, which I don't care about that. You know, it's not a, a day I celebrate unless it's for a concert, which there's not any. And by the time the evening, nighttime rolled around, I had full blown flu like symptoms. It was awful. I had a fever. I don't have a thermometer, so I don't, I don't know what my fever was, but I knew that I did. I had chills. I was freezing. I, uh, I had body aches. Uh, I didn't have any lack of taste or hunger appetite. I was hungry. I could still taste the food and drink that I was eating and drinking. I had dinner, made dinner, felt like hell while I did it, but then it just kept getting worse. And then I, I don't know if I also just had an unlucky combination of a sinus attack which has nothing to do with COVID. I have sinus sinus attacks all the time, and I think I might have had a little antacid or uh, you know chest pain, that kind of uh, reaction to like some pork chop and potatoes I made. I think there was just like this perfect storm of issues for a night where I really started almost thinking maybe this is serious. Like my chest pains got really really bad that night, and so I took some antacid. And I took some, uh, later on, Benadryl. I didn't take that early because I didn't want to pass out right on the spot and die in my sleep. (laughs) Kidding, not kidding. And and I took some ibuprofen, and I threw on a TV show that I binged a little bit. I'll talk more about it another time here soon. And I'm under blankets with a heater, heat on, heater next to me, space heater next to me. I got my long johns on. I got a jacket. I got a big, heavy comforter on top of me on the on the couch, and this is probably 10, 11 o'clock at night, something like that, and I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, my God, if this COVID ain't no joke. And then all of a sudden, that ibuprofen kicked in. You got to remember, I don't get sick often, like, like diagnosable, flu, bedridden, sick, sick. It just did not happen very often. And then ibuprofen kicked in and destroyed the fever. And it was kind of like the frog boiling in the pot thing. All of a sudden, I went from "Oh God, I'm sick." Oh, I'm so t- I'm so tired. I'm so uh, cold. To "Holy shit, I am fucking on fire!" <laughs> I jumped up. I bet it was eighty degrees in the in the room uh, that I was in with the space heater, and I started just shedding off my clothes and almost ripping off the. Um, Long John's and opening all the windows and killing all the heat. And I was just like, oh, (sighs) like I thought I was going to pass out because I was so hot all of a sudden. And uh, then I continued to watch TV the rest of the night. Felt pretty good. Woke up the next day. Felt pretty good as well. Then on Saturday, I didn't feel great, but not awful again. But I just said at that point, all right, it's time. Schedule a, a test at the Walgreens just through my insurance. I'm not going to one of these uh, down at Alstom, the former Alstom uh, property or wherever else you can do the drive-ins where you might wait for three hours and it's free. Well, my insurance covers it, so I'm going to go to Walgreens and do it. Did that on Sunday. Felt fine on Saturday. Felt fine on Sunday for the most part, and I'm waiting on the result to come back. And so I have been sitting here at my house since Thursday, December 31st, all by myself and just me and my cat recording things, hanging out, watching TV, and, uh, you know, there you go. Happy New Year. All things considered, it could be way, way worse. And if I get a positive test back, which I believe that I will, then I'll just chill for the next 10 days or so. I've already talked to both jobs. we will work around it and go from there, kind of truthfully hoping for a positive case just to kind of get this thing, you know, out of the way. For me, But it is real. I know that I have downplayed it to a certain degree at certain times, and I apologize if that's ever offended or upset anybody, because it's not fake. I have never said that. But it is uh, something to take seriously when you need to, and right now this is something for me to take seriously. And if it comes back positive, then I'll hang out here at the house, me and Budro. Just record podcasts and radio shows and sit around and watch cable TV until whenever the... uh, policies and guidelines say that I can go back to uh, regular life. But take care of yourselves out there. Happy New Year. Love you to death. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.